Welcome to the How to Be a TV Star podcast in association with Plop Entertainment. Hi everybody, my name is Nick Piper and welcome to the first ever podcast for the How to Be a TV Star, well podcast I guess this is. Uh, what is it all about? Well it's pretty simple. If you want to be a TV celebrity, a TV presenter, an actor, a star in general, a singer, uh, then we, and I'll explain a little bit more about who we is in a moment, hope to bring you our experience of the TV industry to you, the listener, and uh, Derek and I would very much like to thank you for your patience. Now you may have been hanging on the edge of your seat for the last couple of weeks waiting for the first ever podcast. It is a bit later delivered than what we hoped, but there's only because we are very, very pedantic. Would you call us pedantic? Yes, uh, that would, right? I, guess, I think that would be an understatement, perhaps. We, we are perfectionists, and we only, uh, we're only doing it for you guys, really, uh, those of you who are listening, because at the end of the day, we want a product that's 100% honest and genuine, and uh, I guess most useful for you guys and your certain endeavours within the entertainment business. But more from me uh, in a moment, here's Derek Sue with... Uh, basic aims of this podcast, what you what you guys can get out of it. Right, yeah, Nick, this is really an opportunity for us to really share knowledge and experience, as you mentioned, about working in the entertainment industry, and a real chance for us to be more personal or make a more personal connection with all of you who are either considering a career in TV entertainment or you've already decided that this is where you want to be. We want to give you the information, the resources to help you fast-track and maximise the success that you seek. Now, we'll be doing this by sharing great tips, ideas, strategies, as well as warning you of all the pitfalls to avoid. What we'll also be doing is we'll be tightly integrating this podcast with our newsletter, so make sure you do subscribe to the newsletter so that you can get all the information with all the links to all the things that we talk about and recommend. Have they already read our newsletter at this point? If they're listening to this, they have, haven't they? They should have. I mean, they would have had to get the newsletter to, uh, to get this check, podcast. Check your inbox if you haven't. Yes, definitely. All right. Now, look, before we get stuck into this episode, yep. uh, we should probably introduce ourselves. We sure should, because uh, ultimately people trust who they know, and they don't know us yet. Do they? Uh, I don't know. We assume Probably not. <laughs> well, you've probably seen our ugly mugs on our website, uh, and if you haven't, then we'll give out that website address in just one moment. Um, I'd love to introduce myself. My name's Nick Piper, and for my sins, I am a New Zealander, um, so excuse the accent. Although I am a New Zealander, I'm not actually delivering this podcast in New Zealand. This is in the inner west of Sydney, Australia. For those of you who know Australia, it's a sort of beautiful island in the middle of the Pacific and, and sun-drenched beaches, etc. Um, and the reason why I'm here is simply because the market, the television market, is a lot bigger than the market that I started my career in, and that was in New Zealand. And uh, I enjoyed what could only be described as a meteoric rise into television. Now, look, I'm not um, floating my own boat here, but I got thrown in the deep end. I didn't go to broadcasting school. I didn't train. I was given a primetime television show, a travel show, an international travel show. It was my first gig. So uh, without any preparation, I managed to, uh, I wouldn't say lie and cheat my way through a TV career that's lasted almost 10 years. That's right, 10 years, Derek. I expect a cake at some point this year. <laughs> um, but I really sort of had to uh, learn the hard way. And my learning curve was great. And my mistake rate was enormous. And uh, that is probably why the National Institute of Dramatic Art in Sydney approached me to teach, because I believe that a good teacher is often a poor student. I'm not saying I was a bad presenter, but I certainly know what uh, most people are going through in regards not only to TV presenting, but to the industry in general. It's, it's overwhelming. You get swamped by the rejection. And uh, hopefully my experience of all of those aspects of the industry will be conveyed in the, the advice that I give you. I run a production company, Onion Media Group, which, again, I'm sort of uh, a mofe, I, and I can relate to certain on-screen demands and off-screen demands. And with Plop Entertainment setting this up with Derek, uh, my uh, business colleague, friend, um, tormentor, 
<laughs> I guess, would be an accurate way of describing it. Uh, we've developed this because we just simply want to share this information. So that's me, I guess, Nick Piper, presenter, teacher, and now podcaster. It's a worthy title What a segue. Add. What it a is. segue. <laughs> now tell us a little bit about yourself because you, you've got a more colourful kind of background than I have. Uh, I wouldn't say more colourful, just uh, probably more uh, diverse. Uh, I've come, from, I've come from a very scientific left brain professional upbringing, uh, which eventually led me to complete a medical degree and worked working for a doctor as for several years. But I never really had a chance to really explore my creativity and other interests. And it was only after I really started studying medicine that I began to do that in my spare time. And this included working as a, as a wedding and party DJ. Uh, I like to think kind of like Adam Sandler, but not really. <laughs> uh, organizing and promoting events at, uh, attending an acting TV presenting classes and giving a few personal development workshops along the way. And it was all through all of this uh, that I really discovered that what I really loved to do was to entertain, whether it was through speaking, presenting, hosting or producing. And being a self-starter, I've managed to conjure up my own projects as well as collaborate with many different people and I've had a chance to interview really some really interesting people like Fiona Horn who was the lead singer of oh, Death yeah. FX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very attractive and now is a witch <laughs> on cable TV apparently in America. Uh, Ron Jeremy, a famous American porn star and uh, Neil Donald Walsh who's a best-selling author of Conversations with God. So I've really had a chance to really interview lots of different people. Yeah, you have. And, uh, and that's the reason why I love the industry. There's so much variety and there's so much buzz. And uh, so anyway, I've been really honing my skills through all these little projects. And I actually had a couple of years break uh, not too long ago. And when I want to get back into the industry, I contacted NIDA and found out who were their TV presenting tutors. And uh, Nick Piper was, uh, was actually just started teaching there, I believe. That's right. And uh, so I contacted Nick, and we had a bit of a chat. I didn't actually do the course at that time, but six months later, I had a National Geo uh, audition, and I needed some few, pick up a few tips and get some audition tips, and etc. Contacted Nick. Uh, we, he helped me, spent an hour with him, and basically cut a long story short, I got into the top eight. Didn't get it that time, but uh, it was quite a – it was a good aff- affirmation that maybe I do have what it takes to make it in this industry. Anyway, um, shortly after that, we got a – I got a couple of emails from people that had come to my website, which I had stuck up a few showreels of mine, people asking me, you know, how to make it into the TV industry. Now, I kind of found that very flattering uh, as I – you know, I was still uh, developing myself. Uh, so I thought it would be best if I – partnered with someone like Nick Piper who was who had made it and was teaching the information. So got together with Nick, we had a brief brief chat about it. We thought it was a good idea. Nick had actually you had actually written a book about uh, about your experiences. Yeah, well, I uh, I noticed certainly during my class time that a lot of people were very interested. I mean, you see, you sit down with a class like at the National Institute of Dramatic Art, and I'm sure this is the same with a lot of classes. And and people ultimately, yes, they want to know the one twos and threes of of what to do in terms of practical sense. But uh, a lot of people just love hearing stories, and that's one thing I don't mind doing is talking about myself. And thank goodness it's only a 20 minute podcast because I could go on forever about myself. <laughs> but I, I found that that was the most value they got out of the lesson was just being able to just share information that I had honed. And I just thought. You know, I'm going to get sick and t- tired of talking about this. I need to write it down in some kind of form. So I'd begun writing like a series of fact sheets almost, which, which highlight a lot of those background things, and that's when I met you. And by the way, can I just point out, listeners, Derek was just, and still is, just the keenest person. And this is uh, infectious, I think. This is why I think we work together very well as a team. Is any any audition or um, any any uh, industry news, whether it be significant internationally or just domestic, Derek sort of 
hones into it and, and deconstructs it and finds out what, uh, you know, the success story, how a certain person has managed to get in the business. And, and now we have an avenue to be able to share that, I think. Yes. Would that be right? Absolutely. And uh, as you, we've actually just come to the end of a lot of our products, it's very exciting. As you have said, Nick, when you've reviewed the products, you just you're just uh, amazed at the gems of information that we've managed to collate mm. and put together. And for those of you who want to know about our products, we're not going to sort of ram the stuff down your throat now, <laughs> but we certainly will be giving you um, a, a lot of information about the products we've managed to get our teeth into, which we would like to share with you guys as well. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of the information that we're sharing are actually snippets from those. Yes, so, of course. So it gives you a good taste of yep. what we what we actually go over. Now, let's let's get into the meat of this podcast anyway. Yes. Let's talk about what we're going to be covering over when we start the official launch of the podcast, which will be in the new year in 2007. What other topics that we'll be covering? What are the, what's the information we'll be sharing? So this is just a teaser, really, isn't it? Yeah, just this is a teaser podcast now. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll be giving some good information straight after straight after the teaser. All right. Well, look, I think it's um, I think it would be uh, unwise for us not to talk about trends and television being the organic monster that it is. We need to cover in our podcast, or well, we will be covering in our podcast trends, uh, news stories. For those of you, of course, know this this year has been an extraordinary um, period for entertainment. What with this, the deaths of Aaron Spelling and also Steve Irwin, and there is pockets of the industry that sort of uh, has have a great deal of gossip and rumours to it, but we're going to share a lot of that. We'll, you know, we'll deconstruct what we think is real, how it affects you. There's lots of information. We'll be giving you a feature subject um, every single fortnight, which is when the podcast will be coming out. That'll be relative to our newsletter as well, so we'll sort of extend a little bit on the newsletter. And we've got a whole bunch of feature subjects, haven't we? Absolutely. I mean, we've got things like, like for the very first one, it's about getting to know the industry, how to get to know the industry. We'll be covering, um, you know, where working out where you best fit in the industry or where what sort of plan of attack you should be taking. We were looking at courses, you know, what sort of courses you should be doing, uh, how to develop your voice, uh, how to get representation, how to do, how to put a showreel together mm. and how to audition. We'll be covering all that sort of stuff next year. Every, every uh, podcast episode will be dedicating an entire podcast to that. Yeah, exactly. We'll be giving you facts of the week. We've got a couple to. Do we, are we going to do some facts of the week this week? We yes, should, I, we? I think we should. I think we should. Oh, I got, oh, well, I've got one particular beauty. We're also going to answer some of your questions. Now, we know that some of you have been in contact with us um, at the How to Be a TV Star website and or How to Be a TV Star website, and we'll be answering some of those questions. In fact, in this podcast, um, we'll be giving you some e- uh, details in regards to if you want some questions answered, how to email, how to get in contact with us. We'll talk about people who have made it in the business and any other subjects that you guys want us to talk about. I mean, it's not just about what Derek and I want, it's about what you want. So get in touch. And we've actually set up a special email address for that, so if you do have any questions, you can send it to us. We're going to, I think we should make it ask us at howtobeatvstar.com. All right, hang on, I'm really keen on emailing you, so um, what, what is this? I'll write this down. It's ask us, A-S-K-U-S, yep. at howtobeatvstar.com. Cool. So I'll basically... I'll be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do, Nick. <laughs> now, um, and that's probably... And that's what we're going to end on every week. Uh, sometimes we may have a special promotion or we, if we've put, uh, got a special product that we've just released or we've been able to get access to, we may tell you about it. Uh, but basically, every, every fortnight we'll be releasing this podcast, so make sure you do stay tuned and uh, to get all that, that information. Yeah, sounds good. All so... Right. This 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 uh, our very first podcast. Yeah, what cool. are we going to be talking about well, to get 
to get ready for the new year. Yeah, sorry, I was interrupting you then because right. I just can't wait to talk about this stuff. <laughs> um, look, what we're going to talk about every week, uh, every fortnight, is a feature subject. And today we're, we're only going to we're not going to go into any great depth on one particular subject, but we just want to sort of sit back and reflect. Particularly, this is relative to the time of the year it is. All right, now it's sort of what well, the year is winding down, and I know this is the period of time, certainly through pop entertainment we get the most inquiries we get the most people and this i'm talking about the southern hemisphere summer here of course some of you are up to your, to your knees in snow but the new year um i guess typifies uh, a, the rebirth the restart um, reigniting your urges in terms of the resolutions you're going to make for the beginning of the year a lot of us seem to think right well i'm going to eat donuts for the rest of december so then january the first i'm going to be back on track and i'm back and healthy but for those of there's a lot of superficial um attachments to new year and the new diary and a new timetable and a new job. You've got to make a lot of these changes within you. And one of the things that we notice, particularly with pop entertainment and my teaching at the National Institute of Dramatic Art, is that the 1st of January does not mean the start of new career. Your new career starts now. And if it's uh, whether you're a singer, whether you're a dancer, whether you're an actor, whether you're a TV presenter in particular, you need to start making those changes and adjustments now. So Derek said to me before we even came on here, look, you know, I'd really like you to talk about some key attributes in regards to, you know, what does it take to be a not a star so much because I know not a lot of you are chasing the celebrity bandwagon, but what it takes to um, to excel in entertainment, right? Be it film or television, etc. And I think the first thing is motivation. I think you need self-motivation, but you need the motivation enough to be able to assess where you're at. So this is this is actually something that I can I can uh, refer to that I did recently. I did a business. Did I tell you about this? I did a business yes um, marketing course and oh, I, did you? Yeah, and they, you tell me that. Well, yeah, I, got, I had a business consultant sit down with me and say, look, well, you know, what do you like about your business? What don't you like? And I can't believe how much I was lying to myself. And I don't mean that in a a bad professional way, but I was saying, yeah, I'm okay in this particular avenue, and I'm making X amount of money in this. And they said, well, just, just stop, just stop fooling yourself. Be real. And this is something that I think you, the listeners, as entertainers or aspiring entertainers, need to do. You need to be realistic. Are you really training as hard as you could be? Have you taken the steps this year to get where you want to go? Are you listening to the right information? Are you reading the right information? And if not, why not? So don't say, yeah, I'm training to be an actor, when you're not training as hard as the somebody out there who's probably training a lot harder. So self-motivation through self-assessment comes in sitting down and realistically getting a journal and writing down exactly where you at where you're at and the first of january does not mean everything starts but it does mean that you do have a clean slate to a certain degree and you then can put in for example january commit to training now most of us are away for two weeks of january be it the summer holidays or winter holidays or christmas break but commit at least january to training so that might be um, attending a course that might be setting up a camera in your room that might be accessing a script or, or, or something but just start off in small steps just tiny steps is all it takes because the mountain that is climbing to this industry you want to get from where you are now to become a superstar a russell crowe a, a de clark a um ryan Seacrest, a simon cowell it's too much of a climb for you to be looking at the peak you need to be thinking of the first step and i'll give you an analogy here which derek's rolling his eyeballs i'm sure the great new zealander sir edmund hillary didn't climb everest as a idea of running down his diary right i'm going to climb everest the first step was probably the smallest step of all and that might have been applying for a visa to get into nepal uh, or looking at his crampons to see if they were rusty. And what I'm telling most of you out there is have the motivation to realise that the first step is the most important, but the first step should be the smallest step. Absolutely. Well, yes, Do you agree absolutely. with that? I don't know if I'm... Yeah, I it is. It, it, it is kind of like the smallest step, but it's also the biggest step. Yeah, that's right. Because a lot of people, they, 
they see this big mountain, as you say, they make it into this big thing, and they feel overwhelmed with all the different things that they have to do to, in order to get to that point. Mm. Then they don't take any step at all. So absolutely, you've got to take a small step, which once you've taken that step, it starts getting you in the right direction. And, um, and making, that, making a small step every day, I think that's also very important, that you actually making sure that you're doing something every day towards where you want to go. Because as soon as you stop, as soon as you get uh, a bit like uh, slack, in the, slack in that area where mm. you say, oh, today I, I won't do anything today, mm. then, then it just makes it easier for the next day not to do anything and then you just, you just don't get anywhere. It all collapses. Yeah, and look, just to give an example, because I'm sure some of you are listening and say, well, I've heard all this before. I've read this in motivational books. Uh, when I teach in the National Institute of Dramatic Art, I'll get maybe 20 or 30 people per class, and I often tell them that, look, you must get your eyes off the prize to a certain extent, because a lot of them will turn the TV on and see the presenters that they aspire to in a particular role or a TV show, and that's all they want to do. They want to be that person. And then I have to address the fact that they're not going to get there. It, it takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of training. And out of the majority of those 20 or 30 people, I know that maybe three or four will take that next step. But that's the whole point. I often say to them, once you take the first step, the rest will, the rest will come easy. But it's just confronting the, that hurdle. It is a hurdle for a lot of people because they have to look at themselves in the mirror and go, oh my goodness, I'm going to be rejected every, every couple of weeks this year because I won't be good enough for an audition. I'm going to have to watch what I eat so my skin, my complexion is fairly clean. I'm going to have to practice my vows and, annou- and, and announcing my, through my voice exercises every morning and they just go oh you know what it's easier just to come home at the end of the night and cook a pie in the microwave and just relax for the rest of the evening and that first step is hard so motivation through self-assessment um, knowing if you really want it and that's passion I think do you do you really have passion for the business do you sit there going I'd love to be involved in such a creative industry or do you sit there going I'd, I'd love to be on the front of the TV guide you know, I'd love a huge paycheck. I'd love to, um, for, for young girls or boys to scream my name when I'm um, at a school gala or opening a supermarket or running on a treadmill in a fitness sort of centre holding an holding a, 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 a isotonic drink. If it's all about that, you need to, again, readdress it. Do you have passion for creating stories, conveying information and entertaining? And if you don't, then maybe your motivations or your, um, your drive is misplaced. How can you find out whether you have that passion? Well, you need to be working in the business. The only way to become a doctor, as you say, is to walk the, the hallowed halls of a, of a hospital and see life at its, not its most desperate and despairing, but it's real. That's it, because you're in the business. Whereas a lot of people think they're working in television because they buy the TV week or they watch Desperate Housewives. And that's not enough. They need to get themselves in there. And I'll give you an example. There's a, uh, and I'll make this very quick because I know that we've sort of got a lot more to discuss. Um, Ulrika Johnson. Now, Ulrika Johnson was a very famous and still is a fairly famous TV personality in the UK. And she got into the business simply through um, working as a receptionist in one of the, the networks she was in. So she knew she wanted to be in entertainment, knocked on a couple of doors. They said, well, no, we don't have any jobs. But she was still persistent enough to at least sort of take a couple of steps down the ladder to work as a receptionist and maybe even do a lot of cleaning and running around with coffees and, and, and sort of turning the autocue at, at best. But that was enough for her to experience the industry. Whereas a lot of people, they'll ring up a network going, can I be an actor? Can I be a presenter? The network says, no, it's, it's too competitive. You need to wait. And that's it. That's the end of the road for them. So they don't even know what it's like to work in the industry. Anyway, okay. <laughs> is that is that good enough? That's fine. So, well, what can they do? Let's let's just give them a, a brief rundown of what they of what our listeners can do uh, in the next few days in terms of working towards a career. Is to sit down and just to make an honest assessment of where they want to go and whether they've actually 
what sort of an effort they've put in this year yep. so they can see where they can improve upon it next year. I think so. I think they need, you need to sit down with a journal. And look, this is this is applicable to most businesses. And write down where you think you're at. Your, the plus points of the last year and the negatives, maybe, for the last year. So, for example, if I was to write down something, I would consider that maybe 2006 was a great year to, for coming up with ideas for shows. But I might look on the negative side as I didn't actually have enough money or enough time to sit back and invest in a showreel or invest in more voice classes. And that might be um, because of time or because of bad management, and it might also be because I've got a full-time job. But at least now I know where I can possibly improve in those areas. So a lot of people, and I can, I can tell what most people's journals will look like, is they have simply not committed enough tr- time to training or making phone calls about how to get in the business, where to send the reel. Again, I repeat the sentiment, small steps. Plan for January to do one thing every week and listen to this podcast every fortnight. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, probably probably a good step also in terms of just making sure that you, if you haven't been spending the time that you should be in terms of developing your career, is just to pop over to our website and just have a look at our free articles that we, uh, which is basically a collation of all the newsletters uh, from the past year and a bit. Uh, with all the great articles that Nick has written about TV presenting, and just start there. There we go. Yeah, that's a perfect look. I, I tell you what, that's a, I didn't even think of that. I, I had something written down here, come up with something clever. But uh, <laughs> you've done it for me. No, that's exactly right. Look, you don't even have to do any work for that. You just have to click a button and you can and, and you can read the articles. And this is something that I've come up with over the last year. And well, we've both come up with the last couple of years. Yep. Free information. And that information is the research that you have to be doing. Yeah, that's great. And that uh, website address is? www.hotobea tvstar.com That's www.howtobeatvstar.com Alright, done. Done. I've written that down. I'll be in touch. You're a good student there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's move on to uh, what now? Facts of the week? Or fact, fact of the, of the week. week. Yes, well, we got some t- I believe you have some TV trivia for us. Yeah, look, uh, this isn't particularly clever for those of you who think I'd sort of come up with this stuff because I research uh, you know, methodically. Well, I kind of do actually because there's lots of rubbish on the internet, facts about all sorts of rubbish, but um, I'm going to I found a fact this week, or at least for this fortnight, this podcast, for the very first one, that I think is applicable to what we do and it is the average person sees between 400 and 600 ads per day. That's 40 million to 50 million by the time a person is 60 years of age. And it's worth noting that one out of every 11 commercials has a direct message about beauty. Now, the reason why I think that's significant is simply because people are caring a lot more about how they look. And this is an industry that we're in which is highly visual. And I think it's important to remember that if you're getting into a, an industry that's highly visual, and I'm not saying that you have to be a catwalk, catwalk model to actually succeed in this business, but you have to care about how you look. Would you not agree? You're, you're someone who turns up to an audition because I've seen you heading out to auditions, etc., looking in pretty good knicker. Thanks, Nick. Well, <laughs> you always look very smart, right? Yeah. Well, well a suit and tie and, and you do well, your hair and... Yeah, well, you're involved the, in it. depending on the audition. Well, you you auditioned the other day. Uh, well, no, you did a shoot the other day, didn't you? Yeah. You know, for the, the Radical Fitness video. Yep. Which, of course, is a, a production that's going to be seen all over South America. And Derek got a presenting role on it. And it was, um, you ran out and got your hair cut that morning. I did. Now, just explain, yeah, and you went and bought wardrobe. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it didn't quite make it to okay. the set. <laughs> but, you see, now that, that, that applies in a very sort of kind of strange and twisted way to the fact of the day and that you know the importance of dressing right for an audition and looking Absolutely. the part. Right? Absolutely. And that would have cost, uh, I don't know, let's say, let's say 
conservatively maybe 80 US dollars for a haircut and, and a new pair of pants and three hours of your time? Approximately, yes. All right. And you got the gig? I, I did. <laughs> and 15,000 health clubs in South America will be seeing you. Yes, I look forward to that. I'll look forward to the uh, <laughs> feedback. <laughs> All right, well, look, we've got to, uh, we've got to push on, and um, we come to the readers' questions. Now, Derek, you've got a couple of questions uh, from readers who have emailed us at uh, askus at howtobeatvstar.com. Yes. You got those handy? I do. Let me just have a look here. Yes, we've got Vanessa Chamberlain. Now, she asks, what is the best way to prepare for the red carpet questions that, as a host, you would be asking? Is there a bag of tricks that are useful in hosting situations? Well, uh, the very first red carpet that I attended was the Hero Parade in Auckland, which was equivalent to the Mardi Gras parade in, um, in Australia here. And uh, if you're doing red carpet, be it Golden Globes or Oscars, etc., the very first thing you need to consider is who you're going to be talking to. And it depends, uh, again, on what kind of event, but what you need to do is you need to find out about the people who are going to be walking down that red carpet. Because if you come face-to-face with somebody who, for example, names... Don't forget somebody's name, particularly if they're famous, because they get highly insulted. There's the ego, of course, and the PR person who's shunting that celebrity down the red carpet is just going to go, well, you don't know your stuff. Why should we actually bother talking to you? So that would be the tip number one, would be know who's going to be there, research a little bit about you know, what you can talk to them about. But more importantly, find a way to connect to them. So if, if Tom Cruise is walking down the carpet, you think to yourself, well, obviously everyone on here is going to be talking about his recent marriage and his, his, his baby, but is there something there that he may not be expecting? I'll give you an example. He shot Last Samurai in New Zealand in a place called Taranaki. Now, my family's from Taranaki, so I would find out a little bit about where he was staying. So the first question, Tom, how are you? Good to see you on the red carpet. Um, you're never going to believe where I'm uh, – well, maybe you would say along, something along the lines – I've got a special hello to give to you tonight. And he might be going, oh, yeah, well, okay, what's this? And he goes, the, uh, the hotel owner of the small Karponga Hotel in Taranaki says hello. Do you remember him? His name was Reg. Now, that connection that you make with that guy, with, with Tom Cruise, he is going to be shaking his hand, your hand. He's going to be putting his arm around you. He's, you're going to be a friend forever. And all you've done is just done a little bit of maybe an hour of research to find that connection. But you've done red carpet stuff before, haven't you? Would yeah. you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially if it's a red carpet where of an event where I don't really know that sort of industry, I will go and I will search and I will find pictures of these people, find that brief background, see whether there's anything like what you said, whether there's any smidgen of information that I can use to connect or ask about to make that connection. Yeah. And uh, as you say, you know, anyone, even just people that you meet on the street, when you've shown that you've actually taken an interest in them uh, enough to, you know, to to find this sort of information, yeah, they're of going course. to be a lot more open to whatever else you're going to ask them. Well, so there we go, Vanessa. The best way to prepare is exactly that. You just need to make sure you research as to who is coming down. And in terms of a bag of tricks that are used, I mean, you can go the gimmicky way by having something that they uh, connect to. So you might have, uh, let's say, for example, uh, a new chocolate bar. So that might be a quirky question. You might say, well, look, and every, everyone who's walked down this red carpet has tasted the chocolate bar. Everyone said it's great, want to taste, and they taste it, and it's not very nice. So you can take props along. You can take... Um, uh, maybe even have a, a camera with you, a little, a little stills camera, and you can say, well, look, my grandmother's a big fan. Do you mind if I get a, a shot of you and me in the same sort of frame, etc.? So um, prepare, look at props, and watch the people who are really good at it. Watch Joan Rivers at the red carpet of the Oscars. She knows what she's talking about, so just watch when she's not sort of <laughs> off her face. Except, except for the last one. Now, look, we're pushing along for time. Do you think we, we have time for another reader's letter, or should we move on to our uh, little special promotion? 
Um, I think we should. We should I think we should do this. All right. Okay. Let's do another one. All right. One more. One yep. last one. Yep. Um, <clears throat> is there a market for hosting a TV show for and about seniors? A motivational, informative, and interactive show with experts, celebrity guests to promote healthy, exciting, rewarding lifestyles for our senior citizens. And that was from Yvonne Rosenberg. Well, thanks, Yvonne. Um, well, the question is yes. And that is simply because of the advent of the telephone technology and satellite television technology um, and cable, digital, etc. We now have a marketplace for virtually anybody. And you've got uh, natural medicine channels starting up now. You've got uh, health-specific channels. You've got criminal investigation channels. So what you're eventually going to see is this niche market for niche topics. Is there a market for hosting a show about seniors? Absolutely, because there are a lot of seniors. Um, you know, a motivational, informative show, an interactive show, yes, absolutely, of course there's a market, but what you need to do is you need to find out where that market is. In other words, if you're going to be knocking on the door of a network, you've got to be making sure who in that network will you see. Because if somebody is the head of lifestyle and the head of lifestyle production in a network, you may be pitching that, but as someone who's in the head of light entertainment in a network, you're not going to be pitching that. So it's all about refining your search, and you just have to get on the phone and get on the computer and do some research, inquire, and search the market to see if there's anything else that's remotely like it. And if you... I mean, I can almost hear Yvonne saying this now, Derek, and I can almost hear Yvonne say, well, I've done that, I've researched, there's nothing out there. Then you need to ask yourself why there isn't anything out there. All right? Good on you, Yvonne. That's a good point. Is that, is that a good... Yeah, that's a good answer. I hope that's, that's given... Look, what I'm trying to say here, I guess, is there's a market for anything nowadays, and producers don't know what they want until they see it. So there's some producer out there who might be thinking, yeah, show for seniors, I'm not quite sure. Everyone around here thinks I'm mad when I come up with ideas like that. And if your promotional reel or your trailer or your synopsis appears on his desk, there might be a connection there. But that's up to you to find that connection. Absolutely. So, Nick, uh, I believe that we've got a special promotion that we're offering everyone for the Christmas. Yes, we sure have. Now, this has been a rite of passage for Derek and I. We've struggled and toiled uh, and worked very, very hard over the last couple of years to produce products which we believe you will benefit from hugely. And we are going to be giving to you this Christmas, not for free, obviously, for a price, the complete How to Be a TV Star pack. Now, this includes every single product we have created and that is how to be a TV star audio series which is a series of audio CDs that you can play um, at home you can play in your car um, and basically that's me sitting behind a mic and talking for almost four hours about the industry now what makes this product special is um, it tells you how to get in the industry the practical steps that you need to take but also what to do when you get into the industry in order to keep yourself at the forefront and to keep your job basically we also have your big break and TV presenting revealed now these were two seminar programs held in Australia last year we have interviews and we have advice and we have a one-on-one -on -one sessions with leading authorities within the industry we have casting directors producers agents for your big break in addition to the main speakers we also went out and conducted 24 interviews with additional specialists in their field so you're going to hear from presenters you're going to hear from casting directors you're going to hear from agents you're going to hear from producers who are telling you what you need to do in order to succeed in this business and look it's all very well Derek and I sitting here telling you how to do it but when you hear it from the casting director of TV presenting talent at Channel 9 in Australia you know that that information is coming from the very person who may be employing you one day so it's all great stuff we also have the 12 week training program now this is the very first interactive product that we've uh, put together basically you order it 
we send it to you. You have 12 weeks to perform 12 tasks on camera. You put it on a DVD or a, or a VHS. You send it into us, and I will go through it personally and give you an assessment of how well I think you're doing. So not only do you learn how to be a presenter, but you'll find out what you're doing wrong and what you're doing right in a space of, what, three months. So you can't lose on that one. We also have showreel secrets revealed. For those of you acting, for those of you presenting, you know the value of a good showreel. We give all the secrets to a good showreel. And again, it's not only information we're giving you, it's information we've sourced from the very people who watch showreels for a living. Um, so what's that? That's one, two, three, four, five products, and there's a sixth product. Audition secrets revealed. Oh, now, I'm glad you chimed in there because that's <laughs> been, that has been your baby, hasn't oh, it? Well, we've been working on it very hard. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Every I'll put the finished polish on it. Well, every, yeah, you have. Look, every single secret you need to know about achieving um, success in auditions. Now, this is for anything, isn't it? It's for any audition. It's for any audition for those of you in, uh, if, if you're an actor, how to approach it. Presenting in particular, that's where we concentrate on because everything else can feed off that. Um, what you need to wear, what time you need to turn up, the training you can do beforehand, costume or, or makeup, wardrobe that you need to be taking along. We have these photos in that manual, isn't yep. there? Of what you can expect to to do at an audition, what you should, what you actually look like during an audition. Um, now these are six products. They're all jammed together in the complete How to Be a TV Star pack. They're valued what way over nine hundred dollars US. That's right. Uh, we've also got the special voice in action DVD that oh, we just added. That's right. We just added this today, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Now explain what that's all about because Bill Pepper. If you haven't heard of Bill Pepper, you've certainly heard of the people he has taught. Absolutely. I mean, he's one. Of, he is the head of voice studies at the National Institute of Dramatic Art. He's been teaching for many years there, as well as uh, many other uh, well-established places. Um, Dean Carey's one of his students. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he's had. I think he's got about four Oscar winners under his belt in terms of people he's taught. Mm. Uh, basically, he is the person to speak to in terms of developing your voice. And he's put together this very special DVD that's uh, one hour long. It basically goes through all the exercises that you can do to develop and train your voice. Very well. Uh, he teaches very well, and uh, I think it's absolutely a gem of a product in terms of working on your voice and making sure that you're developing the richness of the potential of your voice. So let me get this straight, right? Showreel Secrets Revealed, which is a manual. Yep. Audition Secrets Revealed, that's, so that's a second manual. Yep. 12-week program, which is an interactive product. Your Big Break, which is six DVDs. Yep. TV Presenting Revealed, which is five DVDs. Yep. Um, voice in Action, which is a DVD. One DVD, yep. So we're looking at something that's going to take like a small truck to deliver <laughs> to your doorstep. It will weigh quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to be selling this for how much? It's worth like 900 it's, Yeah, US. just over 900, 930 or something US. Yep. Uh, and we're, we're, we're going to be putting it for 497 for the week, for until now, until the end of December. You can grab this whole package for $497, and uh, we'll be shipping it to you as soon as possible. Some of this stuff is actually not released yet, so you'll be actually making a pre-order, and we'll be shipping it to you by uh, by January. So $497 US for all of those products that I um, talked about there, and if you want to look in depth as to what exactly it contains, you should go to our website, and that website is? www.howtobeatvstar.com. That's www.howtobeatvstar.com. 
www.thepeopleshow.com. Go on there, you'll see our photos, you'll see information about everything we have to offer and the special complete How to Be a TV Star Pack. Well, I'm exhausted, and that's our first podcast. <laughs> They're not all going to be like that, are they? <laughs> I hope not. We're going to try and uh, be as concise and precise as possible. Uh, well, anyway, that's, uh, I think that's all we've got time for. So Yeah, well, thanks very much for listening. Um, for Plop Entertainment and How to Be a TV Star, I'm Nick Piper, and he is... Derek Sue. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next year. See you then. See ya.